is time once again for another episode of the Apple Circle podcast. We've got some exciting sort of late breaking news. The day we were recording this podcast, we got, well, should I say the golden parachute of information? The best information <laughs> of the year just dropped. We'll tell you what that is. Um, and plus some other Apple news. I've got some rants on AirPods. We can talk about some iPhone 14 last minute features that will be coming, won't be coming. Apple's VR headset and a couple of other surprises here in the Apple Circle podcast should have an hour packed of good content. As always, I'm joined by Mr. Matt Gonzalez. Matt, how you doing? How's your week going? I'm just I'm staring into the empty void of the camera, but I know you're on the other side. Yeah, no, everything's going well. Like you said, we got some good info today that was a little surprising, actually, which we'll talk about in a second. But first, I think we have a user submitted question, right? Do we want to do that now or do we want to do that later? No, let's let's do that now. Let's start with that because we really appreciate your guys' feedback. We appreciate you listening or watching. I should also mention that we do have a podcast hotline number where you can submit questions either via text or you can call and leave a message. Number is 949-354-3508. We're also on Twitter, uh, the Apple Circle on Twitter. We've got... Um, I mean, we're everywhere. We got the YouTube channels, even the podcast YouTube channel. We are available where every podcast is available. We actually, I saw somebody on Twitter was asking about behind the scenes content. So maybe one episode hmm. we yeah. will do some behind the scenes on how maybe non Apple, together. maybe half of it is non Apple related. We just talk about how we do everything and what's the process. That'd be interesting. May, maybe we are so ingrained in the YouTube workflow. I feel like a lot of people are curious, like, how do videos get made? What's the process? And, um, I always love to know more about other people's process and like how they do stuff. So maybe we will share that in an upcoming episode. But in this one, we're going to answer a question from an anonymous person who asks, will Apple release the VR headset next year? This is funny because this is like the can that keeps getting kicked down the road. <laughs> the story of 2022 was supposed to be the headset. I remember, was it even 2021? Actually, it was 2021. Just for years... And years. We've been talking about the headsets coming next month. It's coming this year. And there were multiple times during 2022 that the headset was supposed to be announced. I think we had heard maybe in the spring, then there was like a definitive like, oh, it's going to happen in June for WWDC. That didn't happen. And then all hope has been lost for fall. Now, what we're hearing from, I think it was Ming-Chi Kuo mentioned this, the uh, Apple analyst we've heard before, who's more often than not right. He says... In January, Apple is going to hold a special event to finally show off the headset, which does make sense for a couple of reasons. We've seen some pretty big Apple announcements in January, i.e. the iPhone and the iPad were both January announcements, so sort of industry-leading product-breaking categories. Uh, this would also be a great time uh, for Apple to sort of clear the slate, so they're going to sort of get past the iPhone 14, Apple Watch, AirPods, iPads, and sort of start the year off right. And also, I feel like, I don't know if Apple cares about this, but generally like January is a very slow time. They're CES, but it's sort of like a hodgepodge of news. Apple could really set the tone for the year um, by doing it. And now that I'm thinking about another thing that I just thought about, if they do an announcement in January and they don't release it until later on in the year, that would give developers plenty of time to get their apps ready to be on this new system. So Matt, Couple of questions for you. Do you think a January announcement makes sense? And I guess the age-old question: Will this be an announcement and release, or an announcement and a release six months later? I answer the second one first because I think that's the easiest. If they do talk about it in January, no chance it's being released in January. That's got to be an announcement and then a release later on down the line. 
Now, will we actually see it in January? Man, I here's what I'll say. I think it's very possible that Apple plans for it to be in January. Now, will that actually happen? I don't know. Because like you kind of mentioned, the whole story of 2022, at least part of it was that this headset was supposed to be here this year. But along with that was a bunch of other rumors about what we were supposed to see this year that were... I mean, obviously they didn't happen, so they weren't confirmed or anything. They were clearly wrong. But I think, at least my hunch, is that Apple did have these plans initially, but the state of the world, the state of the economy, things just had to switch and change. And I think that the headset was thrown into that. Now, the question is, is it going to be ready in time for January? I, I mean, obviously I hope so. I want this to be the case. Although a January timeframe is just strange to begin with. Apple doesn't really do that. Or at least I haven't really since Macworld. So uh, maybe they're just bringing that back. That could be interesting. And I guess since it's a new product, if that's all they talk about, then it's not that weird for them to have a new, you know, uh, different time frame for when they announce it. But I still think that whenever they do talk about it, whether it's January or WWDC or some other event, I still think it's going to be a here's what we made. Check it out. How awesome this is. It'll be here in a few months. This is just a sneak peek. We have to explain how this works, why you need it. It's a full product announcement, but then, you know, it's not quite ready. It'll be here this date. And maybe they'll even do what they did with the Apple Watch where they announced it. They showed us all the features, they did everything, but they didn't even tell us the price until uh, another event where I famously they told us the gold Apple Watch was $10,000 and they kind of just, you know, hmm. hurried that one along. But I, I think maybe the Apple Watch is a good way to look at how this would be rolled out, where they talk about it and then they do another update at a different event and then it finally gets released. I think that's that makes the most sense. And I think we're, I mean, we're still thinking, what, $3,000 for this? And that's assuming the economy stays relatively where it is now. I think I saw somewhere that I saw $1,800 thrown around. I don't know if that's for this or I mean, not. There's that sounds a awesome. Lot of, but... A lot of figures thrown around. The other question yeah. too is, how long can Apple really sit on this? Like, I'd, obviously they're waiting for multiple things. Maybe there's like stuff behind the scenes that's just not ready. But at a certain point, they're going to wait so long that either somebody else is going to come out and announce something cool. Well, Apple always is able to eclipse other people. So maybe that's not the case. But the, the tech is going to change so much that they might need to retool stuff. I feel like I don't know where they are in the production process and the research process and this stuff, but I feel like they need to get it out sooner than later. This is just, it's like the air tag. That was like the never ending rumor for two years. So <laughs> yeah. hopefully January is the time they clear the deck. They start the year off fresh. And I agree with you. I think it's an announcement. I wouldn't be surprised if they do this. We're going to announce it in January. We're going to give an update at WWDC for developers. And maybe we don't see a launch until the fall. Yeah. I, do they say we're going to, you know, the, um, the headset will be available later this year. They'll probably just say, like, we'll have updates on it later, but we want to give you a sneak peek. Um, yeah. Wouldn't be surprised on that. So that's, I think, the consensus as far as what we know right now. Yeah, I agree. I guess the only question I have for that, like, if that's the way they do it, with I, which I think makes the most sense, it's what they've done with other products. If it's a, you know, quote, sneak peek, will that warrant its own event in January or would they tack it on to another event in March? I don't know. Like, well... I guess there's a, there is a lot to talk about with it, so I think it does warrant its own event. But that wouldn't—I feel like that wouldn't really be a sneak peek. It would be a full-on launch. It's just not—we're not going to yeah, talk about when it's going to be available. Maybe they don't call it sneak peek. Maybe they call it like you know. Remember the iPad invitation was come see our latest creation. It's got to be like some kind of like hey, 
there's so much to cover. Here's what the hardware is, here's what the software is, here's how it works. And they probably end it with like, we'll give you more information later this year or something like that. I don't know how they're going to phrase it, but there's definitely enough here that's going to warrant an, at least an hour of like, let's sort of spill our guts and show you what we've been working on. So we'll yeah. uh, keep that in our back pockets. Hopefully that comes out. It's just like, like I said, it's the rumor that like never ends. We keep hearing it get delayed and delayed. So we'll see what happens. What is much more exciting and news we heard today is that according to... Not more to... exciting. Come on. Hold on. I got to stop you. It's not more exciting. Well, okay. Let's, <laughs> let me put it this way. At least it's more tangible and real. Yeah, we know this is go. coming <laughs> rather than... I, I, okay, look. Cards on the table. Headset's way more exciting than any Apple product currently in the pipeline. Can't wait to see this thing, but who knows when it's coming. So coming back to reality, I should say. Uh, iPhone event. We have a date now, and we were wrong, apparently. Well, we were going off the traditional Apple date scheme. This breaks the norm from what we've seen for a while. Um, according to, I don't know if it's Mark Gurman reporting, I think it is, but at least Bloomberg, the publication, is back in this. A September 7th event that will unveil at least the iPhone and the Apple Watch. That's a Wednesday, by the way. And then a release the following Friday on September 16th. Makes a lot of sense. According to Mark Gurman, Monday is a holiday, Tuesday is a travel day, and that's why the event lands on Wednesday. For those who said Apple has never done this before, they have. I think I saw somewhere I have to, Apple has done Wednesday events, but I've yet to confirm this. But from what I heard, the last Wednesday iPhone event was the iPhone 7, actually, where it was the same thing. It was a holiday weekend, and they did the uh, event on Wednesday. So that's what we've got. Matt, your initial thoughts. Do we think September 7th coming up really soon is that the day the iPhone 14 finally becomes official? I uh, I think that makes sense. So, I mean, we were saying, I've, or what's the date? Whatever the next Tuesday would be. So not the 7th, but whatever that next Tuesday would be. That was kind of our prediction. So it's not like, it's not that radically different, right? Like that's, the 7th still makes sense. The only thing that was interesting is that uh, Labor Day is that week, which like you said, they've done this before, so it's not unprecedented or anything like that. But it, I'm just wondering, like, what's the harm in doing it a week later and not having the holiday? I guess it doesn't really matter that much. But, no, I'm excited. This this makes sense. Obviously, it's not fully confirmed. No, Apple hasn't said anything. But Bloomberg and Mark Gurman is a pretty reliable source. And we know September is going to be the time frame. Like, if, if they change it from September, then something majorly went wrong. Um, but, yeah, no, I think this makes sense. And... I guess we should talk about what we're going to see there. What do you think? Do you think this makes sense? Yeah, I'm looking right now to confirm what date the 7th was back in 2016. I'm using my crack computer skills to do this. It was a Wednesday. So September 7th, 2016 was the iPhone 7 launch and that, or the announcement that was a Wednesday. So that would make sense. Um, and I, I agree. I, I think that Mark Herman usually is pretty careful in what he posts. Bloomberg's a very reputable publication and I would believe that that is going to be the date and if that's the case we're what three weeks away we're, we're well less than a month away from this thing happening and uh, i think it'll be nice to finally put these rumors to bed see what the phones are excited to see the apple watch and finally um just sort of get to the next goalpost, so to speak because we've been talking about it and talking about it forever so finally it looks like that's coming relatively quickly yeah i guess you know piggybacking off of that we have a few, I guess, let's give our final predictions of what the iPhone 14 is going to be. And then we'll talk about some things, you know, kind of in there that maybe uh, maybe haven't been quite rumored, but we either hope or think might happen. And really, my question with the iPhone 14 is, 
the iPhone 14, not the iPhone 14 Pro. We, we can talk about that too, but the iPhone 14, my, the real big thing obviously is the size difference. So no longer will we have the mini, we will have the uh, max version. So a 6.7 inch screen, 6.7 to 6.8, I can't remember. 6.7. 6.7 inch screen, but with a regular, you know, regular 14 internals, regular 14 camera, all that, not a ProMotion display or anything. Um, which that's gonna be nice. I guess the question I have is like, is that the feature? Is that the feature of the iPhone 14? Or is there gonna be something that we are missing? Because otherwise the regular iPhone 14, not the Max, the regular seems like quite possibly the worst update year <laughs> over year that Apple has ever done with any product. I, you know, I was writing the script for the Apple Circle video. I'm gonna shoot tomorrow while recording this podcast sort of a little behind the scenes and the video is about sort of the last minute secrets and like what will happen or what won't happen like the stuff that isn't confirmed and that's sort of the theme i got from the beginning of that video is like the 14 might be one of the most underwhelming upgrades we've ever seen the pro even to a certain extent that might be the case too but the 14 especially unless there's some kind of drastic behind the scenes change the 14 Max is a great addition, but the regular 14 versus the 13, you'd be hard-pressed to find a change on what exactly is different. We heard what seems fairly um, what seems fairly likely is that there's going to be an upgraded selfie camera, so that probably right. makes sense. Maybe some new colors. The processor might be slightly tweaked. It's going to be the same processor, but maybe a little bit better on the um, the newer 14. And then really, we start to get in the list of like what we don't know will happen or won't happen. One of the questions I had, and sort of I don't know what the case is going to be on this, is with the camera, we know the Pro is going to get the 48 megapixel camera. That's going to be the big highlight for those phones. Not going to come to the 14 or 14 Max. So will Apple make any changes to the optics on the 14 series, the lower end phones? And if so, what do they do? The only thing I can think is that they maybe will do some sort of software thing because if you remember last year, there was a lot of hubbub about portrait video and how it was only going to be on the Pro and iPhone. Turns yeah. out it's called cinematic mode and that was on both, actually on all iPhone 13, so you didn't have to have the Pros. Maybe there's like a software feature that comes in that's available on all the phones, but in terms of hardware, I haven't seen any rumors that suggest there's going to be any hardware differences to the main camera setup, really any of the the rear cameras on the 14. Do you think we see any camera changes or upgrades, or do you really think the updates are going to be really as minimal as the rumors would suggest they are going to be? Yeah, I think uh, realistically, I think it is going to be that boring and that simple of an update. And I think what Apple will present it as, as you know, they're going to really focus on the Max. And in that presentation, even though the phone and the features are exactly the same, they're going to present them as new. So you're going to be like, wow, look at this huge screen. Look at the new selfie camera. And look at how big the battery is on the regular 14 series. You know, like that kind of stuff where it's not actually new, but it's just new because it's technically a new product. Now, that's the realistic side of me. I don't, I, I agree. There could probably be some new software features in the camera. Um, maybe... I don't, I don't even know what it could be, honestly, but something. I, I could see something being there. Um, but on the other hand, I could maybe see them doing, I don't think it's going to happen, but I could see it happening in, in some kind of world where maybe the 14 Max has like the current main sensor that we have on the Pro right now because um, mm. that is a much bigger sensor. It needs more space. Obviously, they can fit it in a Pro you know, 
uh, like a regular size. Uh, it's what's the size of six point six point one. Yeah, six point one. Yeah. Obviously, they can fit that camera that camera in here because we have it with the pro right now. But I could see that happening. But I also am not going to hold my breath. The only, the only reason I say that is because every other time we've had a big and small, they've had a different camera except for the original six. Um, but ever since they did a dual camera setup, the six S. The 6S Plus had the dual camera setup. Seven, same thing. Eight, same thing. And then now we have obviously these whole different line. But I, I could see that happening. And it would be one thing where, it, let's say it is the same camera. You wouldn't necessarily see any of that, you know, from the, um, what, what am I trying to say? From the uh, production side, like from the leaks and from the analysts. Like it wouldn't seem as though Apple is buying new camera systems or anything like that. Because it is the same camera. They're just going to be, putting it into a different phone. So I could, I could see that happening, but I'm not holding my breath. I think it's going to be the same old boring stuff. Yeah, I, I almost feel like really the story with the 14, like you sort of mentioned a minute ago, maybe it's more of an S year. Maybe for those phones, it's really all about better performance, supposedly, and better battery life. We have heard that there's going to be bigger batteries, at least rumor is, in all of the 14 phones except the Max, the Pro Max. Uh, so maybe Apple doubles down on, look, you've got the same iconic design, you've got the smaller notch, you've got better battery life, you've got better performance, and an upgraded selfie camera and like a good camera system. Like I, From what we know, let me look at my list, because there, there are a couple of outliers that could be included on the regular 14, really two or three. The one thing the 14 could have um, is the emergency SOS feature, right. the satellite connectivity. Maybe that's on all 14. So there's a l another little uh, checkbox there to make the 14 a little bit better. Maybe that's a reason people upgrade. I'm not sure. I'm sure Apple would market it as a feature. Uh, think of it that way. Maybe they do some kind of new color with the 14 because they're all about colors and Definitely. switching that up. Yeah. Um, but everything else, battery aside... Seems like price is actually going to stay the same on the 14, which isn't the case for the pros. So maybe that is something with that. But if that's really it, I've heard nothing else to suggest the 14 is going to get any other major upgrades, which right. honestly makes the 14 and 14 Max look really underwhelming. So I, I don't know. The, I, the story here is not very exciting with those phones. I, I don't know what else to say. Yeah, and I was, I was just thinking about it, thinking back to the other iPhones. I guess it's not completely unprecedented. Uh, if you go back to the iPhone 3GS... The only difference there was the speed. That was before Apple was making their own processors. So some, I forgot what kind of processors there were, but some some random processor. Um, and it was faster, but there was nothing else different about the phone except for software things where they did add uh, video recording to the iPhone for the first time. Um, and then I think they changed the back logo to Chrome or to non-Chrome. It was one of those. Uh, but that was like the only difference is it was the same phone. So like it's kind of a similar thing we're doing here. And then also if you go back to the iPhone 6S to the 7 and even the 7 to the 8. Well, no, more of the 6S to the 7. Those are basically the same phone. You just have radically different colors. You had the matte black and then you had the, um, what do they call it? The the shiny black, Jet what was black. it called? Jet, Jet black. black. Still a color I wish they would bring back. I love that. I wish, still one of my biggest Apple regrets is I didn't buy that phone, but I got the matte black instead. But that was, you know, the 6S to that, that was the same phone pretty much as well. So it's like, it's not completely unprecedented. It's just, I guess we're kind of in a world now where, or at least in the last few years, Apple's been impressing us with, the, with what they can do. 
And that's not going to be the case here with the 14. But I don't know. I see it from both perspectives because when we just say iPhone 14, we kind of always leave out, at least I do. In my mind, I always leave out the Pro, the 14 Max, which I think for a lot of people is actually going to be the phone they want. So maybe this, maybe there's, maybe Apple's doing the right move. That let's not even focus on what kind of crazy features we can do. Let's just make a bigger one, and we're gonna sell a million of these. Yeah, maybe the story this year is let's double down on the Pro and just make the 14 marginally better, and just make it, you know, the lower cost iPhone. We're not low, well comparatively compared the, to the pro yeah. defeats all to iphone just got better sort of like the iphone i see it just got better wasn't any huge change no design change nothing just it well got that's true better. actually if you want to talk about no update check out the iphone yeah. SE. <laughs> well, i wonder if the iphone i see might have even gotten a bigger upgrade than the fort well that's to be debated but i guess they're both on a lower playing field really let's just be honest the majority of the excitement this year is for the Pro because that's going to have yeah. the always-on display. It's going to have the 48-megapixel uh, main camera. It's going to have uh, the higher-end processor. All that stuff is all well and good. Um, what are the wild cards with that phone? The one we discussed before, and we still don't know the answer to this, is 8K Video. That was rumored for right. a while. I think I've only heard that from Ming-Chi Kuo. I don't know if we've heard it from anybody else. No idea if that's going to happen or not. That could sort of go both ways. Um we don't know colors. We had heard a purple color was rumored. I'm also curious, what do you think about this, Matt? Because Apple brought back the green, the midnight green, as sort of a mid-cycle addition, do you think green stays this year as a permanent, as a third color? So you'd have space gray, you'd have silver, you'd have gold, and then green. Do you think green stays in the line as a permanent fourth color, then there's a special color, a fifth that changes every year? Uh, what do you think the thinking is behind bringing back the green? Yeah, it's tough to say because, I, first of all, if they do do the green again, I'm going to buy that color. I, I always get mm -hmm. either space gray or silver, but that green really speaks to me. I'm kind of going through a green phase lately, and uh, I think I'd, it would be my first iPhone that actually has a color. So, I, And I think I would like it to be green. It's not going to be purple, I'll tell you that. Um, mm. But, uh, yeah, I don't know, because last year they did the same mid-cycle refresh, and they brought the purple. Well, not not to the Pro, but to the the regular 13, but they didn't keep that around. So, uh, I don't know. I, I could see, you know what I could see, I guess the rumor is it's going to be purple, but last year we had rumors of like an orange or something and we got mm -hmm. Sierra Blue. So, obviously, that was completely wrong. Um, yep. So, rumors aside, I could see them doing a different kind of green maybe. Um, and that's the special color. But I wouldn't be surprised to see, oh, you know what they might do? A Midnight Blue. That's my, that now that I think of, oh, wait, we already did Midnight Blue uh, with the 12, right? Yes. Yeah, that was a darker blue. Yeah. It, was, it wasn't called blue? Midnight Blue. Is that what but, it was? Or Pacific, something like they, that. Their, yeah. their naming is, I, I will say, though, I um, personally, the color this year, which is the, what do they call this? The Sierra Blue. <laughs> Excuse me. Sierra Blue is like my least favorite of the bunch. This is just like a, a baby blue almost. Um, green, I was at the store a couple weeks ago with my parents getting new phones. Green looks so good, so much better than this. So I probably wouldn't get this or the purple, but um, maybe they do like a deep blue or the like an orange or like the rumor was like a copper bronze. That'd be super right. cool. So we'll see. I don't think I would get that. I, I think the only color I'm willing to get right now is green. Maybe if they did a dark blue, I could see myself doing that. But if not, I'm going back to silver. Right now I got the space gray. Last year I had the silver. If they don't do a cool color that I'm liking... I'm going back to silver. Uh, that That is my plan. 
Um, I don't know why it's so hard to for them. You know, I bet what happens, like why can't they just nail down what the colors are gonna be? I bet they test so many colors and wherever these leaks come from, they just saw one of them. They're like, oh, there's the new color. But they didn't realize that that's like one of 3000 that they test tested to make sure it's like the perfect hue and everything. I bet that's what happens. Cause last year, like how can you be rumoring that it's gonna be bronze, gold, <laughs> copper? And then you get Sierra blue. It's like, so like wrong. it's not even like, you can't even mix it up. So, so wrong. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm not counting on the purple, but I guess I'd be interested to see what it looks like, but no chance I'm buying a purple phone. So the bad news that is now coming from multiple people familiar with the matter is that the iPhone's going to get more expensive, so at least the yeah. Pro. So 14 Pro, everything's going to go up 100 bucks. So it's going to go from a 999 starting price tag to a 1099 starting price tag. We have heard conflicting reports that Apple will double the base storage to compensate for this. So instead of 128, you'd get 256. Wait, it is? Yeah, it's 128 now. So you get 256, right, right. so they double it, though that has been conflicted by multiple people. So we don't know if that's going to happen. Matt, initial thoughts? I mean, are we really surprised? 100 bucks more? 100 bucks seems like a lot to go up. Yeah, but it's also Apple, and they like to just keep round numbers, you know? like. Yeah, but always... SE was 29 bucks. That's true, I guess. And the, but it's it's, like, wasn't it the, the 10R that was 750 or 650 or something stupid? That's true, that's true. Yeah, okay. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but I'm not surprised. Obviously, they're going to raise the price, but I mean, I guess the, the thing to say is that there is going to be new components here with the camera. Maybe the camera actually is more expensive. And instead of this being a market adjustment, adjustment, it's a market adjustment and a hardware adjustment, you know? So maybe that's why it needs to be that much more. I'm not surprised. Uh, it sucks, but like, what? I don't know what we're supposed to do. I mean, <laughs> it's, it definitely sucks. And I'm sure like Apple knows, like they've got, a lot of options at different price points. And Apple probably knows, and look at the numbers, that if you're buying a pro phone, the people at that price level, at least most of them, will spend the extra $100 on the phone. Usually, if you've already crossed the $1,000 threshold, they probably know they can get an extra 100 bucks from you, which still seems crazy. 100 bucks is not insignificant, but it's like, what choice do you have? Do you want the pro phone? You're going to have to do it. But like you said, maybe the components make up for it. I mean, you are getting, let's recap here, a 48 megapixel main camera, should be better you're getting the always on display you're getting the a16 processor you're getting um maybe some new colors some more ram better battery life it seems like the main story with the 14 pro and pro max is going to be about the always on display the smaller notch if apple however they mention it and the camera those are like the three things that you're going to be buying into on the pro phone yep and i i don't think that's a bad upgrade at all i mean We've said this multiple times before, but I'm super excited for this camera. Like, we haven't seen this big of a hardware jump in years and years and years. And even when we did jump to the 12 megapixel from 8 megapixel back with the iPhone 6S, um, that, I mean, sure, it was nice, but it's not, it's not that big of a difference, right? Now we have a big sensor. We're going to have multiple pixels that we can play with rather than having to, you know, you could do some fun things with pixel bending and things like that. So I'm excited to see what this camera is actually going to be. And that alone is worth the upgrade to the phone. Now, is, the question is going to be, is it worth the extra $100 compared to the you know price that we have mm. now? And that's tough because I, I guess really the question is, is the, is the price increase because of inflation or is the price increase because of the hardware inside? Um, and if it's inflation, well, then it feels 
it feels bad either way. If it's because of the hardware and it actually makes up for it, then you can kind of feel better about your purchase. But I guess only time will tell. Yeah, with that. we'll have to wait and see what the teardowns, like those, the cost to build it, will what that uh, result will be. I, of course, in classic Apple fashion, they won't say anything. They're just gonna say, you know, it's gonna start ten ninety nine or whatever, and they'll just breeze right past it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess just sort of a fair warning. It's gonna be more expensive this year. I mean. We've seen Apple raise the price on not just this. The SE went up. Uh, the MacBook Air base model went up. Um, what other? I don't know if there's been any like direct comparisons because like this is like a very like easy year to year comparison. Only good news here is that 14 should stay at uh, what is it 699, right? 799. Uh, 699, I think. Uh, and then the question. I guess now the question is now Apple they're in a better position now because they've got even more wiggle room for the max because now that the pro max is 11.99 9.99 for the max doesn't seem all that crazy the 14 max so if let's see Ooh, let me do could some, that be why they're raising the price potentially that's all well let's do a little spitballing here if the 14 is going to stay the same at 6.99 right is that can you confirm that's let me confirm that's what it is like Matt's I'm gonna pretty look. positive, but I'll confirm. I'm curious what the 14 Max will be because let me let me do a little live looking now. Can you tell me what the price difference is between the Mini and the regular? Because now I'm like I'm all confused on my numbers here for the lineup. All right, so iPhone 13 starts at 6.99, so you're right. Okay, and then the 13 Mini is wait no sorry that's the six that's the 13 ah. Mini. So I would assume. So yeah, the regular 13 is 7.99. So I guess will they will they just you know sw swoop down the 14 since it's the same exact phone to 6.99 or will they keep it at 7.99? I think they're gonna keep it at 7.99. And the question is for the 14 Max, is that an 8.99 phone or a 9.99 phone? In my opinion, if Apple is trying to target the more budget conscious consumer who wants the bigger screen. I almost feel like it's got to be $899 because $999, that's, you're crossing that, th crossing, crossing the $1,000 threshold. That's a big jump. $899 is a lot more justifiable if it's 100 bucks more for the four, than the 14 but you get that bigger screen. Yeah, I, I'm thinking the same thing. I'm thinking $899, which is still a lot, but $999, for those that are in the know, you're like, well, that was the same price as the Pro. Like, clearly, we're getting ripped off here or something. Um, 899, yeah, 899 sounds right. I I can't imagine that they will keep the 14 or bring the 14 down to the mini price and then make the max 799. I, I can't imagine that happening. Um, it'd be nice, but it doesn't. I mean, in once in one sense, it makes sense because the the components are largely the same, so they can kind of save money on those and bring the price down a bit. But it doesn't seem like that's going to happen. It's almost yeah. like a built-in price. Uh, price adjustment even though it's not really a price adjustment um yeah i think that makes sense 7.99 and 8.99 uh that sounds reasonable i mean it's a lot of money still but it sounds reasonable yeah so you've got 7.99 for the 14 8.99 for the 14 max 10.99 for the 14 pro 11.99 for the 14 pro max then you can sort of uh spec that up with more storage to make it more expensive or keep it at the base sort of up to you what spec matt what storage size do you currently have now? Because I have, I have the 128, the base 999 iPhone 13 Pro, and I've been happy with it. I feel like I can get away with the base again, especially if they double it to 256. I'd be in even better position. So base phone for me, what about you? 
I just looked it up. I've got the 256 apparently. I didn't know that. I thought I had the 512, but I've got the 256 and I have 134 gigabytes available. So plenty. Um, if the camera, I mean, I could, I could see a compelling case to go for 512. Um, but I mean, honestly, uh, 256, I'm, I have it now. So if that's the base price, I'll probably just save some money and do that. I mean, I've I've been so happy with the way that iCloud Photo Library works that it offloads so much that I never right. really feel the squeeze of storage. Let me look look right now just to see what where my storage is going because I feel like I have so the whole the whole song and dance. So general, I'm gonna go. If you are following along, do your let us know down below. Comment below what your uh, storage is. iPhone storage. So out of 128 gigs, I'm using about 91. So I'm using almost 100 gigs, but I've still got. That's like 30-ish gigs free. So, and yeah, most even I, photos. Even I would be able to be fine with the base storage. I'm only using 120, so it's not horrible. No. So, man, so photos, messages, like all, you just, it's funny how all this stuff just adds up. And it's like some of these apps, you realize how bulky some of these apps are. Twitter is 1.5 gigs for whatever reason. The health app is 1.2 gigs. My, the router, this is where the Linksys or TP link the Deco router, the app is 2.24 gigs for whatever reason. Dang, that's no huge. idea why that's so big. <laughs> um, and you sort of, you look through and you're like, wow, there's a lot of stuff in here. But um, just funny. I feel like uh, with iCloud Photo Library it's, or iCloud, the storage plans in general, they're not cheap, but they're worth it. And I guess you could sort of, you know, price it out if it's worth it for you. I just saw the my reoccurring charge the other day, 10 bucks a month. And I think I have a two terabyte plan and it's the family plan so I can share it. And, and for me, it's worth it. But um, it's been uh, interesting to see the evolution of base storage. Because remember, it used to be just 16 and 32. Or they never did 32 base. They did 16. 64. Then they went to 64. Then 128. So we'll see now what happens with the uh, 14 series. Yeah, I'm looking at my storage. It's basically all just app stuff. Like YouTube, I have a bunch of downloaded videos from the last time I went on a trip or something. And because I'm off grid a lot, so I just like to have some stuff downloaded. There's like 17 gigs. I could easily get rid of all of that and have so much more space. I've got like 10 gigs in my messages, but since I have the space, I don't mind keeping that around. I downloaded a bunch of music also just to have. Again, that's like 8 gigs. So like if I really needed the space, all this stuff I could delete. And I would be perfectly fine with the 128 base storage now the only reason i got the 256 is because you couldn't do prores video on the 128 which have i ever shot prores video no i mean i have for like three clips but do i ever use it no but uh, yeah <laughs> i i like the ability to do it if in case i need it here's a question kind of relating to that not relating but semi-relating do you think it's possible that even though it will still be lightning that it maybe will be a faster iteration of Lightning. Oh, I guess uh, if they're doing USB-C next year, which is the rumor, they probably just won't even touch it and it'll just be what it is. But yeah. that's always such a complaint with the Pro phones. I hope so. But like you just said, because the rumor is that they're going to switch to USB-C next year, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they just blow right past that. Regular Lightning, you see it. We're not going to invest any more money into it to make it faster or better because we're going to switch it up. So... I think that the changes are going to be relatively minor. I feel like we've touched on the big upgrades. And really, the question this year is, how much do you value camera? And do you care about the always-on display? Because those are really the biggest driving factors to the Pro. If you don't need the fancy-schmancy camera and you could care less about the, uh, the always-on display, then by all means, save your money. 
Yeah, no, I agree. It, it seems like if there's a feature, well, I guess this is kind of always the case, but you know, sometimes there's years like from the 11 to the 12, 11 Pro to the 12 Pro, like even if the fe the features were very similar, there wasn't much of a difference there. It was just the design. But even that alone was like, oh, I want that feature. Like that makes it worth it. Even though the features that I use day to day are basically the same, like the way I use my phone is the same. This year, it's the phones are gonna look the same, but if you need one of these features, like if you're really excited about the camera, it seems like that might be a reason alone to update. It's like a you really have to choose your feature for this year, um, which is fine. I guess we haven't mentioned really that it's supposed to have the new notch or whatever lack of notch. We didn't really talk about that. Um, that'll be interesting. I guess it's gonna look different. So if you want something to look different, that that'd be nice. Yeah, I mean. I'm curious to see what these phones look like when they're actually out. And the nice thing is if the event is on the 7th and we get the phones on the 16th, like we're, you know, we're close. A less than a month right now from having these phones in our hands. Exactly. So that's a month. super exciting. Well, one day, one day removed from a month. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Whatever it is. Like we're, <laughs> we're on the cusp. So I think it'll be nice to break away from the 14 cycle, even though, knowing iPhone rumors, the 15 stuff's going to start up like really soon. Oh, so probably a week after. I just, I, I feel like, like every year, like it's just like the broken record of like 14, 14, 14, 14, 14. You just like want to get the stuff out, get to the new stuff, start looking ahead. Because I feel like it's always most exciting when you're about nine months out because that's when all the rumors are changing and everything's going crazy and it's going to be this, it's going to be that. I feel like once we're so close, it's like, okay, we, we know everything there is to know. Just give us the phone. So exactly. um, we're coming up on the event. So... I mean, hopefully, fingers crossed, uh, September 7th, a couple weeks from now, we will finally know all there is to know about the 14. Yeah, and then I guess the other thing we're expecting there is the Apple Watch, which we talked about in depth in a few episodes ago, so you should go check that out. Um, and I guess the other thing we might see, which I don't think is rumored from this particular uh, rumor from Bloomberg, but maybe, or at least you could presume, maybe we will see an update to AirPods Pro. And I think you have a little story about AirPods Pro. I hope. I you know I hope there's new <laughs> AirPods Pro because I've now spent the money equivalent to buying a whole new set. So I talked about before how I lost my one right AirPod, the single AirPod on the plane. It fell, lost it, never to be seen again. So I had to buy it, replace one. And then I was having an issue, three weird issues with my case. And I, did I talk about this before? Last week, you 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 did, but you can quickly. Uh, I'll go summarize it again. really quickly. Three issues. One is that the back button doesn't work, so I could never pair them. Like, if they got disconnected, which they, that was the other problem, is like they were, like, disassociating from my Apple ID, so I could never pair them back because the button was broken. That sucked, those two things. Then also, what really got bad last week was that my right AirPod, it was, like, rapidly, actively draining while it was sitting in the case. So if I looked on my phone and said, oh, your AirPod, your right AirPod has, like, you know, 65% charge, I'd take it out, then within 20 seconds, it would just die. So either it wasn't charging or there was an issue. Long story short, I'll say this. If you're having issues with your AirPods, if you have somebody else who has a case, in this case, my wife has AirPods Pro, I was able to use her case to repair them to my phone and that seemed to work. So it seems like the, the case is almost like a, sort of a dummy hub almost that just is sort of sending commands to the AirPods themselves. But anyways, long story short, I took it in the Apple store. I wanted to see if I could get a replacement or get it fixed because it seemed like a defect to me. And the genius basically said, he ran a hardware diagnostic. He said, well, the hardware is fine. I took it in the back. The button's definitely broken. 
but I had some light scratches on the back. And these are like surface level scratches, probably from when I dropped it. And like, there was one point I had the AirPods in another case and I couldn't get it out. So I had to like pry it out. So it scratched the back a little bit, but his thinking was, well, those scratches, I can't tell if they're, you know, cosmetic scratches or if the scratches are bad enough that they somehow interfere with the button, which I'm thinking, how in the world would surface level scratches <laughs> interfere with this button down below? It's not going to the case. But anyways, long story short, I had two options because I'm out of AppleCare, which I wouldn't buy AppleCare. I'm kind of against AppleCare these days. But anyways, do I buy a new case for $90, which is a lot? Do I buy a whole new set of AirPods Pro, which seemed dumb? Or do I just take my chances and wait? And my wife was um, telling me that she was tired of me taking her case to charge my AirPods. It just it wasn't working. So I broke down and spent 90 bucks to buy a new case. At this point now, I've spent $90 twice, once to get the new case, once to replace the AirPods. So at this point, I've basically spent my AirPods Pro 2 money before they even came out. So about. <laughs> so at this point, I hope that uh, AirPods Pro 2 are delayed because I'd like to get my monies and use out of this because, um, yeah, apparently I've just had bad luck with AirPods these days. But all that to say, I love AirPods, so I'm willing to spend the money because I use them every day. The AirPods Pro are great. And also, uh, I still, I the guy was trying to pitch me on AppleCare, but I still, I'm I, just not a fan of AppleCare these days. AppleCare used to be, I feel like, and maybe, Matt, if you have a different interpretation of this, let me know. It used to be a really great warranty that really covered a lot of stuff. And if you had Apple Care, the Genius Bar was much more flexible and much more forgiving on things. That if you had Apple Care, generally they take care of an issue for free. Even if it was a little outside of the scope, if you had Apple Care, you were covered and it was like 300 bucks. These days, Apple Care is so commoditized um, and it's on everything. I feel like they're like a lot less forgiving on things and I just have not found a use case for Apple Care. And I think the worst thing was I had a 2010 Mac Pro that I bought Apple Care on and about a month after the Apple Care expired, one of the video cards in the system died. And instead of Apple honoring Apple Care and seeing my commitment and seeing I just paid for this, instead of them using the Apple Care to go as a credit towards the card, they made me pay full price to get a new graphics card. And after that, I got mad and bur bridges were burned and I just decided to never get AppleCare <laughs> again. I don't know. Do you, What are your thoughts on AppleCare? Because we see the question a lot. Should I get AppleCare? Should I not get AppleCare? What do you uh, recommend to people these days? Uh, I think if it's your phone, I'd say yes. If it's your Mac, meh, questionable. Depends how much you spend on the Mac and how, how much that money means to you. Like if, let's say you're balling out and 2000 bucks is just not that big of a deal to you, then I would say maybe skip it. But if this is like you're a college student, you really you know save for this, I would definitely get it just in case, you just never know. Um, and then on the phone, I would actually recommend doing the theft protection one. They have two different tiers. They have one for if it breaks and then they have one for if you lose it or if it even gets stolen and then I they will replace about that. it. Yeah, so I think for the phone, it makes sense because you're using your phone a lot, you're taking it places a lot, and whether you drop it, whether it gets stolen, whether you lose it, you just don't know what could happen and things happen all the time. I think that's where it's worth it. Um, but for all the other products, it's tough to say. It really just depends on whether you're okay with that money. If you're perfectly fine spending that money, go for it. If not, then I don't think you're really missing out too much. And it really is hit or miss because, I mean, I remember back in the day, AppleCare was 
ex well, it wasn't even Apple Care, just the Genius Bar service in general was excellent. Like I remember going um, to the Apple store with my 3GS, I can't remember uh, if it was either that or the 3G, one of those. Uh, my screen underneath, some of the pixels just died. Now, was that caused by me? It's very possible, but I don't know the exact scenario that happened. I just remember seeing it one time. Maybe it got squished or something like that. All I know is that it was broken. And when I took it in, they're like, okay, we're gonna look at it. And if it seems like something you did, then obviously that's on you. If it seems like it's a defect, well, then that's on them. And they, no questions asked, they just replaced my phone. Like, you know, back in the day, that seemed to happen a lot. These days, it's like, you kind of have to fight for it. There has to be mm -hmm. something clearly Apple's, like clearly it was Apple's fault. Otherwise they kind of, you know, it's on you basically. Um, but then you also get the other scenario where for instance, my AirPods Pro, before I left them in a hotel, um, they had the classic static crackling issue that was with the AirPods Pro. Uh, that was a long time ago and I got them replaced for free. Um, no problem, because Apple said that's our issue. We messed up on the manufacturing, so that's on us. They replaced it for free, no problem. But then not that long ago, it happened again or some, something happened. I can't exactly remember the issue. I think it was the same basic idea. Um, and I took it in and you know they said, yeah, there's something wrong here. It's a manufacturing defect. But obviously we already gave you your replacement pair, mm. so we can't really do that again. But they also said, but we'll just do it anyway. So, hmm. you know, it's really hit or miss. It depends who your service person is, depends who that genius is. Um, you know, I had a very good situation there, but I wouldn't, I couldn't really be mad if they said, you know, we already gave you your free pair. We, oh, <laughs> so, I'd be mad. I mean, it's a deep, it's their problem. So I, I guess, but it's like, yeah, no, I, I get it. But it was also very much out of warranty to begin with. So I, I don't know. That it, was, it really is hit or miss. That was my thing. Dude's like, well, yeah, it's out of warranty. It's like, yeah, I know. These are three years old. I mean, I bought these launch day. So it's like, and it's like, you know what? It's like, I'm not going to give out the genius. He's not the one making the policy. I just, I, it, I feel like in my experience with Apple Store employees, a number of years ago, and I guess at this point, so now I'm dating myself. It's probably, you know, 10 years ago or so, the genius bar staff was a lot more accommodating and a lot more forgiving on things and knowledge than they are now. Too. Yeah. So you used to actually know what they were talking about. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird too because when I went to the Apple store to get my original AirPod Pro, when I had that weird pairing issue, I was there for like 45 minutes and they were like super slow. It was like, I, I, I get it. It was busy. There's a lot going on. Um, and I went at like five o'clock on like the middle of the week and like they just like too much stuff going on and they were really slow. When I went this time, I thought it was going to be a worse scenario. It was two o'clock on a Sunday and actually was seen right away. Like I, as I made my way from the front of the store to the back of the store, the guy was there and ready to help. So your mileage will definitely vary depending on your store, the problem and stuff like that. I just have been very turned off to the idea of Apple Care, and I haven't purchased it at all. But also you run the risk that if you do break your phone or something happens, it's like a $30 charge with Apple Care versus like a hundred and whatever, $200 without it. So just sort of keep that in mind. Yeah, I guess you just have to analyze your risk. There are certain people out there, I know they exist because I've interacted with them many times. There's certain people out there that every single phone they get, they crack the screen for whatever reason. They just do it. I like I personally, I can't understand it. I've never cracked a screen, uh, except for you know like that 3GS where that wasn't even my issue, um, and I've never broken the glass. I, I don't understand how people do it on every single phone they get, 
But those people exist. So those people should get Apple Care. They're gonna more than make up for their money. But if you are like me, who I've never lost a phone, I've never broken a back or a front, I've never had any issues really that are not considered Apple's issues, well then it really doesn't matter for me, but I am on the Apple upgrade program, so it's already built in, so I'm not I didn't I didn't really think about buying it, it just kinda comes with it. I feel like it's a lot less common these days to see those broken screens because it's a lot harder to break the screens. The chapel's credit, the ceramic shield or whatever they call it, like it's a lot more durable. I've only I've only ever broken a screen once. It was my six plus and it was the worst feeling in the world. I was walking, <laughs> I was in college, I was late to class, I was walking to class and I was walking on a sidewalk and I thought I was slipping my phone into my pocket but i like missed the pocket enough that the phone didn't go on the pocket and went on the floor and it just happened and of course the six plus this massive phone and thin phone hit the sidewalk at the right angle and it like totally like just spider webbed shattered the screen so that was fun and i think that was i was at apple care and that was probably 160 170 bucks to replace the screen so it wasn't cheap so just a lesson to uh, consider whether or not Apple Care is for you uh, when you look at your device. Because Apple, they don't make a commission off of it, from what I understand. But boy, do they push it a lot on every device. They're <laughs> they like, oh, always you want Apple Care. Yeah. Do you want this? You can do it. It's like I don't want Apple Care. So, anyways, that's that. That's my rant for this episode. Um, Matt, anything else before we wrap this up? Because unfortunately, no. like we mentioned before, a little slow this week. But that should not be the case much longer. September seventh, we're counting yeah, we're down close. the weeks for a, a much more exciting time. As always, we want to hear from you guys. What is your experience with Apple Care? Have you had a good experience or a bad experience? I'm personally curious. Let us know. And also, for the iPhone 14, are you excited? What are you going to upgrade to? Are you going to upgrade? Are you not going to upgrade? What's the most exciting feature for you? Let us know by either leaving a comment on this YouTube video if you're watching on YouTube. You can tweet at us, or you can, uh, of course, dial into that hotline. Number is 949-354-3508. Of course, we've got the Apple Circle YouTube channel. We've got the podcast channel. You're able to listen to this wherever podcasts are available so we're on apple Podcasts, we're in overcast we're in spotify wherever you listen to podcasts we should be and with that out of the way and the housekeeping aside i think that's it so as always we appreciate you guys thank you for watching and or listening to this episode and we'll see you right back here next week on another episode of the apple circle podcast